Welcome to the Popish Plotcast. I'm Nate. I'm Jessica. And I'm Mike. We are three lay Catholics who are attempting to share our love of the Catholic Church with others in the hopes that they might be able to develop their own love for being a member of the Catholic Church. We're just trying to live out our charism of friendship and fun and hope that you find this an encouragement in your walk with Jesus Christ in his holy church. We hope you enjoy. Willkommen to the Popish Plot. I'm Nate. I'm Jessica. <laughs> and I'm Mike. <laughs> we are continuing our series for Women's History Month on some of the great female saints of the church. Today, we're going to medieval Germany for the, I think, second newest doctor of the church. Possibly. So, who are we talking about today? We are talking about St. Hildegard of Bingen, or of von Bingen, mm -hmm. and she's also known as the Sibyl of the Rhine. Now, now, why is that? Does she have some kind of connection to music? Uh, she has connections to everything. <laughs> Ooh, she sounds very impressive. Uh, and well-connected. Yes. Uh, she was born in 1098 in what was the Holy Roman Empire, but was in the part that's now Germany. Sure. Uh, she died on September 17th in 1179. For the time, that's a good long life. Yeah. Uh, also in what is For now Germany. For this time, Germany. that is a good long life. I mean, that's 81 years. Mm-hmm. And she was thought to be the youngest of 10 children and born to lower nobil nobility. Okay. Uh, she had visions starting around the age of eight. I'm sorry. She had visions starting around the age of three and later was ordered by her confessor to write down the visions. Now, if, if I recall correctly, because she started having the visions at such a young age, mm -hmm. she thought that everyone did. And it wasn't until she was older that she found out, wait, not everyone sees God and angels? I'm I mean, yeah. It's mm. like those. That's like those people who don't have an inner monologue. Who who suddenly who about a year ago suddenly realized. Wait, you mean you guys have that? And we all went. Wait, you don't. <laughs> you don't verbalize every thought that goes through your head. Anyway, um, so the first book of these visions that she wrote was read by then Pope Eugene the Third, who in essence gave her uh, papal authority to continue and you know approval. <laughs> he gave her the papal thumbs up. <laughs> yeah. So um, she ended up becoming a, a Benedictine nun mm -hmm. and found two monasteries for nuns. But the reason why she's on this list is for many other things, including the hilarious yet, you know, odd story of how she's officially became a saint. Uh, at that time, she was one of the first people that they tried the modern sort of method. You know, there's been changes through the years, but it went from we just all agreed this person is a saint to, all right, we got a process. We have to go through these steps. Yep. First thousand years of the church. Yep. First you're a martyr. Yes, everyone's a martyr. They're a saint, of course. Yep. And then later on, okay, we're not martyred anymore, but as soon as they die, he was a saint. Uh -huh. unless, unless, of course, by some chance they weren't a saint. Yeah. Yeah. But again, that's how it was done. Yeah, yeah. Just but everyone agreed. This is a great person. They must be a <laughs> But in the, here, come on now. We're in the second millennium. It's time to get serious. We're going to have a bureaucratic process. Yep. yep. So she was beatified on August 26th in 1326. Nice and formal. Mm -hmm, by Pope John the 22nd. No. I think. Nope. Nope. Don't that, that, he could, wrote could, down 22nd. Could, could have been Pope John the 21st. Could, ah. No, no, could have been. No, you're right. Could have been John the 22nd. By a pope. <laughs> um, and then she ended up getting put on the calendar of saints in the 16th century. Sure. Uh, but she wasn't officially sainted yet. Uh, multiple popes from the 300s on refer to her as I mean, a saint. I believe you mean so, the 1300s. So, no, so, 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 so let me see. So it's it's the it's the 14th century. Mm -hmm. She's officially beatified. beatified. So she's a blessed. Uh -huh. Yeah. And then, and then from the 16th century on... She's listed on the calendar as saint. Yes. Without 
at any point in those 200 years being, being canonized. <laughs> awesome. Um, she's actually one of our, our newer saints because she was canonized <laughs> on May 10th, 2012, with a equivalent canonization by Benedict because he's he basically what he did. We all know she's a saint. <laughs> she's been listed as a saint for hundreds of years. We just forgot to do the paperwork. Yes. And plus, he wanted to be able to then name her a doctor of the church, which he did mm -hmm. on October 7th of that year. <laughs> and it just, you know, a bit, of a bit of a stickler. If you're going to be a doctor of the church, you should probably be a saint. <laughs> you know how Germans like to have all their I's dotted and T's crossed and umlauts in place. So being a, a new saint, she's she's not actually officially the patron of anything, but unofficially she's in charge of musicians, writers, and the culinary arts, among Ooh. other things suggested. And forgotten children. <laughs> Listen, she was the youngest of ten. <laughs> it's inevitable. That's probably how she ended up in a religious life. They visited one day and just stayed behind. Well, it was also, you know, it's the minor nobles, so yeah. there, there's only, mm -hmm. you know, so many, you know, proper things that a noble woman can do, but you weren't, like, the top nobles where you get married off to some other prince. Yeah, well, plus, <laughs> back in the day, if you had a whole lot of kids, you basically tithe one to the church. And the one who's been seeing visions her whole life seems like <laughs> the obvious choice. <laughs> Seriously, you guys don't, you, this doesn't happen to you guys on a regular you're, basis? You're not seeing this? <laughs> <laughs> anyway, um... So, she, so in her long life in the monastery, what else did she do? She was known as being an abbess, an artist, an author, a composer, a mystic, of course, a pharmacist, a poet, a preacher, a theologian, a philosopher, a visionary, and a polymath, which in this case does not mean she knows multiple maths, although she probably did know multiple, you know, maths and practicality. Mm -hmm. I think, but I think that last one... essentially is the equivalent of being a Renaissance man. She woman. simply was in charge of so many things. I think given the long list that precedes it, mm -hmm. that last one is, is kind given? of, is kind of, you know, redundant. Uh, maybe it should be, maybe it should be first. She was a polymath, full colon, <laughs> and then the other, then the list of things. Yes. I, but seriously, she was a pharmacologist. Yes. Like I can, okay, I can understand being like an author and an artist. These are all in the creative realm. Mm -hmm. But no, she's also into the physical sciences. Yes. In fact, uh, many people consider her the founder of scientific natural history for Germany. Sure. <laughs> uh, on the music front, we have more chants that we know are from her than any other person in the Middle Ages. This is super cool. Uh, she also wrote the first surviving um, play that was done about, you know, morals. Uh, she invented her own language with her own alphabet for doing some of her writing. <laughs> so all of you Tolkien fans should be big fans of St. Hildegard because she also invented languages, apparently just for fun. Mm -hmm. um, she, she's known for being a pharmacist in part because she's the first person we have recorded that noted you put hops in beer so you can preserve it. God bless her. Yeah, and, God bless her. And she documented a lot of medical practices that weren't written about because the people who practiced it were largely females and they didn't read and write Latin. A lot of it would be done by like you know midwives and people who knew folk medicine. Yeah, midwives, folk mm -hmm. medicine, mm -hmm. the, the old lady in the neighborhood that knows, you know, mm -hmm. if you chew on some willow bark, your head feels better. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And she also did four preaching tours throughout Germany. Which was mainly about denouncing clerical corruption. Who doesn't love that? And calling for reforms. Darn right. <laughs> so for all those of you, people, for all those of you out there who are thinking, man, if we could just get back to the way the church used to used to be, okay. it's, it's it's had its problems for as long as there have been people in it. <laughs> and it's had its nuns who had very strong opinions about it for as long as there's been nuns. Darn I mean, right. Someday we'll have to do one on when all the Catherines what, got together to yell at the Pope in France. What, what you, what, I think what you meant to say was it's had 
it's had little old ladies who were very disappointed with the way the church with the way the church was behave with the way the church was going as long as there have been nuns. <laughs> let, let, let us just urge each and every one of our viewers to cultivate a greater knowledge of church history because I'm not saying that there's not shady and bad stuff going on in the church now. Totally is. But the more you know about church history, the more you realize, oh no, it's okay. It's always been this way. We're we're actually we're actually getting a little bit better, and this I, this again proves the divinity of the of the church because if she was a purely human institution with all of the incompetence and villainy that's happened over the years, she never would have lasted. Nope. I I did once make a meme of the you know the the two guys that were like wrestling with agreement with you know people who hate the Catholic Church on one side and people who love church history on the other with the combining factor of hey remember that time they put the corpse of a pope on trial. <laughs> <laughs> I do love that quote, though. <laughs> woman may be made from man, but no man can be made without a woman. Even the boss came from a woman. Yep. Yes, which is part of the reason why she's on the list for women ones. Both that quote and the fact that she invented and did everything. <laughs> <laughs> I find it impressive that she wrote more... You know, she's known to have written more chants than anyone else. Yeah. That's amazing. And, like, she wasn't even really highly educated for her day. She was just a genius. Yeah. It was just, she was just so smart that she's like, I've got to get this on paper. <laughs> now, I believe that she's also honored outside of the church. Well, I'm pretty sure that the people who honored her outside of the church knew about her, probably from church stuff. Of course. But, yes, she has a, what they call a minor planet, but largely is an asteroid named after her, and a whole genius of trees. Ooh. Fancy. Mm -hmm. She also has been um, referenced um, during the time in which women wanted to be able to um, argue for the right to becoming a doctor, joining medical schools, mm -hmm. because uh, basically she did all the medieval medicine. Okay, the the, given the state of medicine in the Middle Ages, she was as much a physician as anyone else. Mm -hmm. I mean, she she still followed the the four humors, but yeah. she, she combined it with her 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 mystic beliefs too, and seeing stuff. So like some of it sounds wacky, but yeah. no more wacky than the other stuff. And some of it sounds a lot more right. <laughs> okay, she went with the best knowledge that was available to her then. I'm not saying that our medical knowledge isn't superior to theirs. No. Yeah, this is gonna sound crazy, but just trust me. The angel said it's good. <laughs> chew on chew on this bark. It'll make you it'll make you your head hurt less. <laughs> no, it's not from Raphael. That would be fish guts. It's always fish guts with that guy. Smeared. <laughs> so, Hildegard von Bingen, doctor of the church and good at apparently everything. everything. <laughs> Pray for us. Amen. Oh, also, I'm glad you mentioned the medical school for women because that will be, uh, that'll come into play next week. Yes. Ah, excellent. Thank you for listening to the Popish Podcast. We hope you enjoyed. Please subscribe to the podcast on Apple Podcasts, Google Play, Stitcher, Spotify, or wherever else you listen to podcasts. Please rate and review us as that will help more people to find the podcast and to join in on the fun. You can contact oh, us at thepopishplot at gmail.com. Find us on the Twitters at thepopishplot. Or you can search for Popish Plot on Facebook. Please rate, review, and we really do enjoy hearing from you. So get in touch. And until next time, as always, remember to live your faith. Love your faith. And share, share that love. love.